Hey everyone, this is Alexis with Raspberry, where any topic goes, and today we're discussing men and mental health. Today's episode is titled, You're No Less of a Man. Men and mental health is a topic that needs a lot more exposure, and it's something that we all collectively need to learn to become comfortable with discussing openly and genuinely. I'm really hoping that when it's all said and done, that men can become comfortable with asking for the help that they so need and deserve. I've done my research, and though my findings as I see it on paper are astonishing, I'm not surprised by them at all. Suicide is actually the 10th leading cause of death in the U.S., with an astounding 800,000 people dying each year worldwide by suicide, according to the World Health Organization. Today, we're going to unpack the complex concept that is mental health as it relates to men in society today. Mental health is not a topic that can be applied to everyone with the same rules and expectations, though nearly half of the population is dealing with some sort of mental health issue or concern. Between men and women, there are so many differences. Beyond the patients themselves, doctors are even more likely to diagnose women as depressed than men even with identical symptoms. Another big discrepancy in the world of mental health is that men are less likely to seek help than women. I believe that this fact is a direct correlation to why men are two to four times more likely than women to take their own lives. One study even found that women, generally speaking, tend to exhibit less serious intent to die than men do. Women are more likely to engage in deliberate self-harm than men, and I believe that's because self-harm is not so much an intent to die, but more of a cry out for help. Over 50% of women who die by suicide have had a previous attempt, whereas less than 50% of men who commit suicide have had a prior attempt. So I could only imagine how sudden and out of the blue it must feel for families of young men who seem fine one day, then are gone the next, left with no explanation at all. By no means am I victim blaming by saying all men who are dealing with mental health issues have to do is ask for help and like magic their issues are resolved. That's not it and that's not how anything in life really works. I know pretty damn well, I won't speak for everyone here, only myself, that the hardest thing for me ever has been asking for help. I'd be lying if I told you that not asking for help was anything but a pride thing for me. As a woman, where there is so much slack allotted to me socially, as relates to my feelings and struggles, I feel this incessant need to do things on my own out of this perceived idea that society is going to view me as weak, stupid, or less than just for asking for help. I remember telling my older sister once I could no longer avoid seeing a counselor that I was afraid to go because I thought she was going to think I was crazy. I was still skeptical to seek help from someone who was professionally trained to handle mental health issues. It's pretty fair to say that you don't have to be a mental health professional to know that men are less likely than women to seek help as it relates to this topic. Even when men do seek out help, they struggle to express their emotions and sometimes don't stick with it because of the sense of vulnerability and the sense of not belonging. According to Vice.com, just the words counseling or therapy themselves turns men off. Men would be much more receptive to talking about therapy or going to therapy if it were referred to as consulting, training, or coaching. However, I do think that, we're, that the word therapy has become a negative word. It has a bad rap and it doesn't have to be that way. When you hear the word therapy, you envision people sobbing next to a stool with tissue on it and we do need to work on improving the preconceived notions surrounding the word therapy as there's so much more to it. 
One of the most obvious reasons men don't seek help as often is because of the social stigmas and pressures placed on them that directly tie into how much of a man we perceive them to be. Once more, Vice.com states that Ronald Levant and other researchers published a paper back in 1992, which noted the seven basic norms of traditional masculinity, including avoidance of femininity, homophobia, self-reliance, aggression, achievements and or status, attitudes towards sex, and restrictive emotionality. Though those norms were observed almost 30 years ago, I still believe them to be very much applicable today. The expectations that society places on men does not allow room for quote-unquote weakness, self-reflection, or emotionality. Though there have been some progression as it relates to gender roles, we, for the most part, still see men as the protectors and providers. I think it's time we challenge what it means to be a provider. As the providers and protectors, we expect men to be strong, silent, unrealistically resilient, and many other things that leave them no other choice but to dismiss and disregard their true feelings, whatever they may be. I think that in a society today, we allow men to show only the acceptable and expected emotions like anger, aggression, and frustration. Sadly, as a result of that, we view those emotions not as a sign that he needs help, but as a sign of acting out. Mental health is not an issue that can be resolved overnight. It's going to take time. There's really no getting around that. We need to create a safe space for men where they don't have to suffer silently. And we need to get rid of the notion that men have to be emotionless in order to be seen as strong. We need to continue to make progress in making the mental health world a place where men feel they belong and feel comfortable taking advantage of all the wonderful resources that it offers. It's okay to need help. I'm sure there isn't a single person out there who has never needed to ask for help at least once in their life or at one point or another. You're no less of a man for showing emotion and you're no less of a man for asking for the help that you need. I do just want to end this podcast with a quick call to action, so to speak. If there is a man in your life who you think may be dealing with mental health issues, even if you're not 100% sure that they are or you can't quite prove it, but you feel that they are, please do your best to get them the help that they need. I feel like people are, in general, struggle to have hard conversations, and that's completely understandable. And sometimes it's easier to discuss a topic if someone brings it up first, and then you simply expand on it and provide the details. Also, men out there, if your partner is not supportive of you wanting or needing to seek help, let them go. If your partner does not take your cry for help seriously, throw the whole partner away. Someone who loves you and cares about you will want you to get all the help that you require in a timely manner to get you back to the you that you want to be. That's this week's episode of the Raspberry Podcast with Alexis. Don't forget to join me next week where I'll be discussing my Guilty Pleasure Netflix show. Thank you for listening.